What is going on, everybody? Uh, I am Steve. I am at FF by Committee. Uh, and as you can tell, I am not the normal host of this show because I don't even have a background up right now. And our overlay wasn't even the same thing that Zach normally does. But Zach is not here today. Uh, but Alex is. So, Alex at AlexMateo94. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well, Steve. Ready to uh, to get ready for some week five waivers. And I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. we got We got some good stuff. Uh, we had some big injury news this week in the NFL. It dropped today. Javante Williams is out for the year and maybe even longer with multiple, multiple torn ligaments in his knee, LCL, ACL, and, um, I think a patella. PCL. PCL. Yeah. So, uh, big stuff going on in the NFL. And that means you guys should be tuning into the show because we're about to help you through this really brutal time in your schedule. So. We compiled our list of the five players at each position that we want you guys to be picking up that are rostered in less than 50% of your leagues on ESPN, because that is the biggest platform and that's the way we do things around here. So, Alex, take our viewers through the quarterback position, because they're everywhere this year and there's some great quarterbacks out there on the waiver wire. There's some very surprising ones. Now, the first one I'm going to say doesn't hold the name equity that other guys do, which is probably why he's still there. But the number five quarterback in all of fantasy football is only rostered on 44% of leagues. Give that drum roll. And that is of the Detroit Lions, the number one offense in the NFL, Jared Goff. As I already said, he's a QB five on the year. If you're desperate for a quarterback, I would throw 15 to 20% on Goff, and I wouldn't even hesitate on it. He's getting to the point where he can be a set-it-and-forget-it guy. He did it this past week, even yeah. without Swift and St. Brown. Who knows? If, if either of them comes back next week, and the way this Detroit offense is clicking, and they did it without DJ Chark, and Jamison Williams still hasn't played, the Lions are going to be a fun team for the rest of the year. Yeah, all year, I right? have never said in as long <laughs> as I've been playing fantasy football, and that's about 12 years. Because you'd be insane to say it, right? Like outside yeah. of Stafford and Megatron, there's never really been someone to get excited about. And the fact that Jared Goff rolled out there with a preseason team. And put up 45. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of throwing. That guy, that no. he... I really thought this would be a more run-heavy team than it is. I, I didn't did realize too. I didn't realize Dan Campbell was just going to drop back there and just start slinging the ball around the field. Different way of breaking kneecaps, I guess. I guess so. And then that brings me to the number two quarterback, who I would be willing to spend fab on. In three of the four games, he's put up at least 17 points. The team is bad. They're going to be playing from behind a lot of the games. Or in a shootout like this past <laughs> week. 
And that is, I didn't write back Geno Smith. He's only rostered in 15% of leagues, which once again, if you need a streaming option, boom, there he is for you. Has that nice 17 point floor. And you can probably spend about 10% of your fab. And that might even be considered an overpay. But you're That's getting the guy on the high floor. And he's showing this rushing upside that he had back in West Virginia. Going way back, saying his college <laughs> upside. Right, yeah. But still. He's had at least six carries, which is like, what? Jimmy, what? Geno Smith? Getting carries turned into a Konami code QB? But that's where we're at in 2022, when both the goofster Jared Goff and Geno Smith are viable week-to-week options. I, you know, Jared Goff, I, he's a mystery to me because, I like, I don't know. I, I've never trusted the talent. Geno Smith was someone who the rug kind of got pulled out from underneath him yeah. so early in New York that we never got to see what he was. And when he has had to fill in in other stops, he's been pretty good. And now... I mean, Even last year he was good. Yeah, he's throwing some dimes this year, though. He threw one to uh, Will Disley uh, this Big week. Country. That, yeah, it was just amazing. I'm like, damn, is this guy is is he is he legit? Good? I'm like, is he good? Like, is Geno Smith good? Like, is Rex Ryan just bad? Like, you know, like I guess the guy got sucker punched by a linebacker or something like that back in the day. So that really ruins the locker that room. Back. But other than that, other than that, but let's go through your next couple guys. Uh, yeah, wow. we got got a couple more. So this one, it is Jimmy G. Sure. He's only rostered in 13% of leagues. You realistically don't need to spend anything on him. But the next couple weeks, he has favorable matchups. With the weapons that they have, he could provide a decent floor fill-in, especially with the bye week starting to occur. Right. And then last, you got Zach Wilson. He's rostered in less than 10% of leagues. Hide your moms. Hide your moms. Hide your moms. And similarly to Jimmy G, you won't have to spend much, if anything, for him. Once again, these guys are just, if you have, if your starter is facing a bye week in the next couple weeks, he's someone who can start to fill in for you. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, that is our quarterback section. Let's move on to running backs. Um, I got tasked with doing the running backs tonight, um, and I hope I did a good job. Uh, but we're going to talk about them. I'm going to run one through five. Number one, Alexander Madison. Number two, J.D. McKissick. Number three, Tyler Alexier, I think is how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Number four, Rashad White. And number five is Eno Benjamin. I want to highlight number four and five, Rashad White and Eno ben- Benjamin, because the other three guys, we kind of understand why, right? Like J.D. McKissick is a pass catching back. Alexander Madison, Dalvin Cook's injury issues. And then Cordero Patterson goes out with this injury. So now Tyler is just all ready to go. But someone's going to look at this and be like, what are you talking about with Rashad White and Eno Benjamin? Well, Rashad White just had 50 receiving yards in a game, right? Like Rashad White looked not so much that he looked good. It's that Leonard Fournette looked so, so bad, like bad. Like he got really old, like overnight and just looks awful. So I think the time is going to come that we're going to see the ascent of White over Fournette. Absolutely. I would actually prioritize White over Algier, over McKissick, over Madison, just like for what you said. Sure. He, he doesn't necessarily need the injury to be able to get more production. And Atlanta, 
with Algier, it was also a 50-50 split with Caleb Huntley. They both had right. 10 carries, both had over 50 yards, and they both had a touchdown. So why not, like you said, prioritize the guy whose starter out of nowhere turned into dust? Yeah. And has second-round draft capital. And can play all three downs. That's what you're looking for in a waiver wire back. So I absolutely love the Rashad White pick. And this argument for Rashad White applies directly to Eno Benjamin because he also looked more explosive than the current starter, James Conner. James Conner, again, we said it in the preseason. We said it all offseason. He's so touchdown dependent. James Conner is so, so touchdown dependent. You can't average 2.8 yards a carry and be a starting running back in the NFL. So at some point, I think with this offense, it looked better this week. It looked better this week. But Eno Benjamin was running the ball well this week. And I think if they can establish an explosive runner, that'll open the passing game up. And I don't think Kingsbury – Kingsbury may be coaching – well, I know he just got an extension, so I guess he's probably not coaching for his job. But – there has to be some urgency here. He's not getting along with Kyler Murray. It's, it's, it's falling apart around him. And I don't care how much they extended him for. I'm sure there's an opt-out clause, right? Like if this thing crumbles around him, they're going to fire him. He can't have another collapse in the second half. And the problem is the first half looks like trash. It looks like the second half of last year. Right. So, I mean, you can't just do this and be like, Oh, well, we're good to go. Like it's got something's going to have to change. So, Running back at this point in the season, sometimes like that waiver wire is usually bare bones. Yes. Um, get these guys now because I don't think you're going to be able to get them soon. I think pretty soon these are going to be gone and you're going to be looking at third strings on the waiver wire. It's usually the hardest position yeah. to get. So get them, keep them, hold them. Yeah, and Let's talk. You may have another week just for the fact that they're playing Philly next week. Yeah. So there's a good chance Arizona is going to be playing from behind a bit. Yeah, so he may not be as featured. But let's talk a little bit more exciting position because I'm looking at the names. Uh, and I like all of them. Actually, I like three of them. I don't like one of them, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so uh, why don't you take me through the wide receivers? All right, so we got George Pickens. Yep. He's rostered in 37% of leagues. If he's on your waiver wire because a manager got frustrated or in the first couple weeks when Mitch was playing QB and dropped him, you should then text that manager, thank him, him or her, for dropping Pickens, then spend the rest of your fab on Pickens and reap <laughs> the benefits. When Pickett came in, he had four grabs for 71 yards. He obviously played with him at camp being the number two, twos together. Okay. And it just showed that he is going to be a focal point for Kenny Pickett. He is what we hoped Chase Claypool would have been. If Pickens didn't destroy his knee in college and miss all of his junior year, excluding the playoffs, he probably would have been the first wide receiver taken in the 2022 NFL draft. So if you can get Pickens right now for a few, but for your fab, Absolutely. Take the benefits. He's going to be at least a flex play moving on. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I, I, You know what? And this is scary for me as a Deontay like Stan. Uh, yeah. You know, I think talent will win out, right? Targets are earned, and I always say that. Um, but I think Pickens really could. 
ascend. You know who this really hurts, honestly, in my mind, is Chase Kelly. Chase Claypool. Oh, yeah, he's toast. Is, is toast. It's His over. fantasy like, value is gone. Yeah, it's zero. And, and it looks like Firemuth even got a bump. Yeah, I, I think I, and I think there's two guys who get hurt by this, and it's Claypool and it's Najee Harris, because Pickett seems to want no part of dumping off the ball. He's yeah. taking those deep shots. He's aggressive because that's what he did at Pitt. He's an aggressive even, thrower of the ball. Even with Deontay, there was a ball that Pickett threw in the end zone. That was that a close. beautiful throw, but Deontay yeah. just couldn't get that second foot down. That was – I didn't see it live, but on the red zone highlight, it almost looked like it was probably like a 25, 30-yard play. Yeah, it was, it was so, about a 25-yard play. Yeah, so We'll go 25 yards there. That's 2.5 for the yards, a point for the receptions. That's 3.5, plus another six for the touchdown. Yeah. That's nine and a half points right there. That gives you a completely different outlook on Deontay Johnson's future. Absolutely. We're, we're gonna one s- I think we could see a lot more touchdown receptions it's for Deontay Johnson. Very similar to, obviously not the same success, but how every play, it was Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Right. Every single pass attempt, it'll be, all right, are we going to Pickens or Deontay? Yeah. And that's gonna that should be what you should do, especially to help a young quarterback going through a murderer's row of the schedule, very similar oh, to Jalen Holt at the beginning of the year last year. It's brutal. Just just get the ball to your playmakers. Get it out quick. Take the shots down the field. And for and the love of God, do not put Trubisky back in that game. Yeah, thank God they didn't. Yeah, but ever. 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 Oh, absolutely. Because there's no word yet. Uh, I don't think on Pickett. They did say, uh, Rappaport came out and said uh, Pickett's a starter moving forward. Oh, did he? All right. They did report that, which is good. That's big. And then I guess we have to continue with the wide receivers. We We do. We can talk about We can go about Pickens for the whole show. So then you got Josh Reynolds Mm -hmm. at New England next week, only 10% rostered. Same thing. You only need to spend five fab on him. Worst case, if both St. Brown and Swift are back, you can drop him. But over the last two weeks, Reynolds did have 13 grabs for 177 yards and a score. He's been a flex play the last few weeks. He very well could be a flex play again next week. We saw New England get burned by Romeo Dobbs. They can look to use Reynolds in a similar way. Then the last two receivers, you got Rondale Moore. He's only 20% rostered. Same thing, just a couple bucks at most. And then last, this is if it's announced that Zay Jones is out again. Jamal Agnew. You can literally do a $0 bid. Yes, he did have two scores against Philly, but he should have had a third. Trevor Lawrence just overthrew him. On those six targets, he would have had three scores. They were making Jamal Agnew is always a guy that... He's always someone who I look at. Like every time he starts to play well, like he gets like when he gets involved in the game, he yeah. plays really well. And I'm always like, why? Why well, isn't this guy more? right? And it's all he always like pops off for like either 100 yards or a couple scores or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and it wasn't even like it was at the expense of Christian Kirk because Kirk still saw nine targets in an absolute slop fest of a weather game yeah, in gross. Philly with how bad that was. So it still showed they were willing to throw the ball and get the receivers in yard. So Agnew is a if Zay Jones is out again pickup. I like it. I like it. 
The only one I don't love is Rondale Moore because I hate Rondale Moore. Not a, not the person. I'm sure he's a nice guy or whatever. But <laughs> like uh, just the way, the way they, they use used, him. The way they use him. I don't I don't go for anybody who has a negative average depth of target. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, which is fair. But let's talk about the ugliest position that we have to talk about, and that is the tight end position. So Zach gone this week, but not forgotten. Uh, came up with the. Uh, the tight ends for this week, and he decided to gift us with these glorious names of Tyler Conklin in his first slot, Irv Smith in the second, Robert Bobby Tunyon in the third slot, Logan Thomas, and then the giant Mo Alley Cox. Let's talk Tyler Conklin. He is tied for the seventh most tight end targets per game with over seven a game. He's fourth in receptions with 21, which is only three behind Mark Andrews, and he's eighth in yards. The guy lacks explosiveness. That's the bottom line, right? Like, that's what's killing Tyler Conklin. But he's getting some targets. He's playing better than Kyle Pitts, right? Like, I will take reliable 40-yard games and maybe a score over Kyle Pitts' one for whatever is going on. Yeah, that, that's that's a whole different thing. Like, that's a fight I'm going to have with Arthur Smith. Like, I'm ready to. I'm actually. I'm I'm at the point now where if Arthur Smith was on the show. If I was on the show, I I really could smack his vampire looking ass. Like right now. <laughs> like I really am over this. I'm over this Kyle Pitts like uselessness. Useless. I don't know what's going on with the one of the best athletes in the NFL that you're only targeting him four times a game. It doesn't make sense. Like. Uh, if I were the owner, I'd fire him tomorrow. Yeah, and Conklin, he's been he was good last year in Minnesota. That's right, that's what we're talking about. He was so. good the second half of the previous season, and it's carrying over this year with two different quarterbacks. Sure. Blacko targeted him. Everyone was concerned about the volume for Conklin this game. He still saw five targets. Yeah. And if you've been listening to the tripwire for the last two years. Tyler Conklin should already be on your rosters. He was my deep sleeper last year. He was my deep sleeper again this year. And spoiler alert, he will probably be my 2023 deep sleeper as well. <laughs> there you go. You got to plug it. You got to plug when you're right, right? So um, so we're going to skip right over Irv Smith because he's not fun to talk about. Like, who knows what's going on with him? We're going to talk about Robert Tunyon. He is tied for 13th in receptions with, weirdly enough, 13. He led Green Bay pass catchers, this is per next-gen stats, in week four for separation. He was usually had about three and a half yards of separation. The league average is 2.9. Uh, we're seeing, we're going to see if this continues, if this openness continues. Rodgers is going to have to throw somewhere, um, and Robert Tunyon could really reap the benefits of that. Um, listen, you know what, we're... We're at the point in this show where we're talking about the ugliest position you have to start. If you don't start kickers or like outside of kickers and defense, tight end is just ugly. There's like two of them you want to start in general, maybe three if you like Goddard at all. It's just it's it's a gutting position, but we're here to help you win your league. And most of you have to put a tight end in. So Robert Tunyon is someone that you're going to want to talk about and you're going to want to look at and you're not going to put a ton on the guy. As a matter of fact, you probably can get him for free at this point. He's a pretty deep tight end. But at some point, Rodgers is going to look around at this bare cabinet of talent that he has at the wide receiver position and be like, I know I can throw it to Tunyon. 
yeah. and he'll catch it. Yeah, it's pretty much it. You're looking for non-zeros at the tight end position on the waiver wire. Yeah, because there's a lot of get. zeros. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of zeros. I mean, and uh, it's been an ugly, ugly year for tight ends. It's been an ugly year for tight ends, truly. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than uh, just keep rolling and keep watching the Tripwire podcast. We're going to give you the guys that are going to win you your weeks, that are going to give you that advantage where you're not getting non-zeros, where you're not getting zeros anymore. So we do love to give you a defensive and special team stream of the week. This week it is the Tennessee Titans who just rolled through the Indianapolis Colts and ruined Jonathan Taylor owners' seasons everywhere. Uh, they are playing the Washington Commanders. Let's, you know, let's call it what it is. Carson Wentz is looking just like Carson Wentz. Uh, he turned into a pumpkin, as we all knew he would. Uh, they're about 5.6% rostered. So it's a tight end. It's a defense, I'm sorry, that you can go get pretty easily and just really uh, stream right away. Yeah. But let's get to the most fun part of this show. It's my favorite part. We're going to talk about whether guys who are over 50% rostered are droppable at this point in the season. Alex, are you ready to give your opinion on these guys? I am ready. All right. Hunter Renfro is 82% rostered. Are you ready to drop Hunter Renfro? Not yet. I want to see how he looks after the concussion. All right. Chase Claypool, 76% rostered. Drop. Drop. I agree. Drop him. Drop him. Get him out of there. Trevor Lawrence, 63% rostered. Nope. One bad game. Bad weather. Phillies defense. They're they're attacking defense on the line. They are. I say drop. I I will say drop. I'll say drop him. I don't like Trevor Lawrence. Spicy. Yeah, not a terrible Lawrence guy. Tyler Boyd, 62% rostered. Are we dropping Tyler Boyd? No. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm keeping Tyler Boyd. I'm on a Tyler, I like Tyler Boyd. Yes. Anyone else know? Yeah. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, 57% rostered. Are we keeping or dropping? I'm dropping. I agree. Time to drop. Carson Wentz, fifty-six percent rostered. He was a top tight end, a top quarterback in fantasy for a lot minute there. Where are we? Um, probably drop him. He's just streaming drop- up at this point. I'm dropping him too. Don't keep more than one quarterback on your team, unless it's a two quarterback league. Yeah. Traylon Burks, fifty-four percent rostered. We dropping him. What's his injury status? Because I saw he went down. He went down. And he hurt his foot or ankle. So nothing. I think I saw turf toe. Yeah, so if be. they place him on IR, stash him. If not, if he's can't be stashed, I'd be okay dropping him. All right, dropping Traylon Burks is spicy. Mike Kosicki is fifty-two percent rostered. Drop. I agree. Drop. Finally, Jarvis Landry, fifty-two percent rostered. Is it? Is it over for Jarvis? It's the Chris Olave show. I drop him. Yeah, it is the Chris Olave show, and when Michael Thomas comes back, that's just going to push him further down the depth chart. And Alvin Kamara is eventually going to start bitching about targets. It's over for Jarvis Landry. It's time to drop him. All right. I am going to do this outro as best I can because Zach usually does this and he's not here. So, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us this week. Follow us. We are at the Tripwire Podcast. Uh, look us up. Follow uh, Triple Play Fantasy on YouTube. Just click that subscribe button. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give us your opinions. We want to hear it. It's uh it's week five coming up, and it's time to get ready. We are Triple Play Fantasy. We have everything from the world of baseball, basketball, football, and so, so much more. I think we talk movies. We talk music. We talk just Ooh, about anything. Everything. Can, 
Anything and anything, everything you can think about that's entertaining, you can find it right here. We are a part of the Fantasy Points Media Group. We are a family here, as Vin Diesel would say poorly. And we so, so enjoyed being a part of your Monday night. Guys, thank you so much. Alex, thank you so much. Anything to add for the people before we go? No, just like and subscribe. Check out the Tripwire show. Check out everything else Triple Play has for you. Like to be your one-stop shop for everything. That's us. I will leave you with, guys, pickles don't belong on sandwiches. Please stop putting them on mine. Guys, have a great, great night. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Alex, I will see you later. See you later, Steve.